we put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Hey everybody, Michael Antonovich. We're going to do a, another Fly Racing Swap Moto podcast. This time I have Kate Clayson with me. Uh, we're sitting on the bed of his dad's truck about 10 feet away from the racetrack here at Ironman. So by the time you hear this, the race season will be over, obviously. Uh, we're going to bank some stuff up so we have content to give you guys through these next few weeks. Uh, so with Kate, you know, I think everybody knows what you've gone through these last few years as far as the USADA, WADA, FIM, the whole thing. And, and you've spoken about that on the past, so I don't want to spend too much time on that as far as the implications of how it happened and what happened and, and who was at fault and whatever. I more so want to talk about how you carved out a new line for a career because a lot of guys could have just been like, done, never coming back to this, and instead you kind of did what you needed to do to, to maintain a lifestyle and then waited it out, uh, kind of waited it out because you still race Canada and it, who knows what the hell their opinion is on all of that. But then now you're back here. So give me a quick rundown of from the day that the announcement came until now when it's all the way fully released of what you wanted to do. Like why, what was your mindset to not let them stop your career? Um, at first, I, I, it was kind of a shock because I was really scared. I didn't really know how to take it. Um, I was still in Canada. I was I had literally just raced. It was actually my wife's birthday that it came out, so I was like trying to be happy. That and is a great that, day. Yeah, it was it was a long day. Um, but um, you know, I just tried to stay positive. It was nice that I got to keep racing up there um, through the beginning of it. Um, and then obviously, once that season ended, I didn't really know what I was going to do. Um, I got my shoulder fixed which was huge. Um, you know, I, I honestly couldn't have been be racing now if I wouldn't have ever done that. So that was kind of a blessing in disguise. And then as I was sitting at home uh, after surgery, um, Andy White called me, offered me a job, and it was awesome. I love it. Um, it was, I was super grateful for it. I got to meet so many people in the industry that I didn't really know, that I didn't have relationships with. Uh, it just gave me a different look on everything it taught me to like kind of treat my sponsors differently because it was cool because I got to help riders I got to help my friends um, you know I had a real job for a little while I mean I, I didn't really have that much responsibility but you know they you know they relied on me for some stuff and then I got to go to the races and hang out and you know it just kind of gave me a different look on life and um, made me appreciate what I have more and um, you know, now coming to the races, um, they have a new guy in my spot, and it's, you know, it's cool. Um, he asked me for tips and stuff. I'm like, man, just have fun. Like, I, I liked it. Um, you know, it made me, you know, appreciate getting to ride, you know, because um, there's nothing like getting to race in the States. Um, obviously, I've never raced GPs and stuff. I'm sure it's amazing, too. But, you know, racing in Canada is great. I love the people and everything. But racing in the States is so competitive, and, you know, I'm just glad to be back. Okay, um, so the full job title was writer support for FXR? Basically. Okay. You could have, like, stayed cushy. Like, you could have kept making a paycheck every week. Why walk away from that to come back and race? I mean, I, 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 it wasn't, like, a full-time job. Um, you know, they only kind of hired me when they needed me, and, you know, they sent me to, like, events. I hung out with Brownie a lot, so that was cool. 
Um, was Brownie like childhood hero, or one of the? I, you like, know what? I didn't do? even really know him, know of him that really? much when I was a kid. I didn't. When I was a kid, I didn't really watch races that much. Um, I watched like some bar to bar videos. You know, basically they just show Carmichael Stewart and Reed the whole time, which is great. But yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't go to nationals or anything and watch. Like I was never into it. So I didn't really know Brownie that much. And then now, but now knowing Brownie, like when I turned pro and he was kind of just doing everything, enduro cross, off road, you know, everything. It was cool to see. And now that we're really good friends, it's sick. And it, I always kind of ask him for advice and stuff. Um, but I mean, I liked the job. It was fun. Um, is it something I'd want to do for my whole life? Not really. I, I, I love traveling, but I wouldn't want to be gone 17 weeks in a row on weekends when that's really the only time I get to spend with my wife when I'm not racing, you know? Uh, is, I Is it something you would go back to after racing is over, or is that still like, yeah, I don't want to travel that much when this is over? Like, once I'm done racing, the travel part's done too. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would enjoy doing it. Like I said, I, I liked helping my friends. I liked helping all the other riders and getting to meet people. Um, the travel thing, it's fun. It sucked for my wife and I because we had just moved into a house together and the only time she had off work was the weekends and I was working, you know, every weekend. I'd leave Friday, come back on Sunday and she'd go back to work. So that was the only part that I didn't enjoy. Um, but, you know, I guess that kind of comes with the territory of getting to go cool places. Okay, the Canadian thing, when that came through, that was a kind of a weird deal because who knows what racing up there could have done. Could it have made Wada mad? Could it have tacked more time onto your deal? Could it have made the whole process even worse? Uh, come to find out, uh, it seems like no, no, and no, and it was all fine, and they didn't really worry about too, too much. Um, how did that deal come about, and then what were the big differences up there from down here? So... When it first came out that I was suspended and stuff, at the end of the year, there was talk that the series was going to get bought out by somebody else and it was going to all change. And originally, um, I wasn't going to be able to race up there because they were going to be a part of the FIM as well. So I wasn't going to be able to race at all. So that's kind of when I was like, all right, let's get my shoulder fixed. Let's do all this other stuff. I got a job. And I remember, I think it was uh, the Christmas day, actually Andy White called me and he was like, hey. You know, I heard some news today that the FIM and, you know, Canadian uh, Outdoors aren't going to be together, so you're going to be able to race. And I was like, cool, that's a cool Christmas present. Um, so that kind of took some stress off, you know, knowing I could still go race and stuff. Um, but as far as the racing up there and stuff, you know, I, I've always felt like I was kind of at the front. But, I, like, this year I was just, I was just too far off of Phil and Colton and, you know those front four guys for it to even really benefit me because if I didn't start with them I never saw them the whole moto so it's not like I can catch them because I'm not which is unfortunate for me but you know and then I came to Unadilla and my first few laps of each moto I was scared to death because I haven't raced with that many super gnarly dudes in a while and I just I, I just kind of realized that I had kind of lost the step almost in intensity wise and I needed to get that back and it was weird so I, I raced Unadilla and then the next weekend I went back to Canada and I qualified second yeah. and it's like it's like okay obviously I was missing something um, I didn't race ride very good the rest of the day but um, you know I just think the intensity level for like the front four dudes is super high and you know they're all super fast and then you know I was just behind them and 
you know, I couldn't, I, I wasn't doing enough to stay with them, and I think it was because I was just too far off, and I wasn't starting with them that, you know, I was just losing that little bit, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Uh, it seems like the little things are what's different up there. Like, it's not the pomp and circumstance of here where it's a, this full show. They do a great job. I mean, all three of those Rockstar Championships that they run, the Arena Cross, the Supercross, and the Motocross one are, are very, very good series. Uh, but it just seems like it's not to that level of tension or pressure or whatever. And is that better for you as a racer because you get to enjoy it a little bit more, or do you kind of enjoy that whole high-strung element of this part? Honestly, the, the biggest part that they're missing up there is they're missing just a little bit more help. Like, you know, I've raced up there, you know, with the new guys for two years. I know all the camera guys. I know all the setup people. I know all the, you know, all the people who work for the series, and it's just... It's a very small group of people, and I think it's hard for them to do everything perfect because everyone has so much responsibility. And you know, I mean, they only have two refs. Like in the states, they got like twelve. Yeah. Um, and I think you know that's you know, and that just that that makes it more stressful because they don't see everything. Like if someone's going off the track and cutting a section, and you know, making up a second a lap because they're missing all the braking bumps, and everyone's throwing a fit. Well, if the ref don't see it, it doesn't really do us a lot of good. So. It, there's things up there that make it way more fun. Like the, the group of people, is, it's really laid back. You know, after the last round, you know, we all sat around and, you know, the top 10 all shotgunned a beer together at the end You're of the You're not going to see that tomorrow. No, like, and, you know, that's just cool. You know, I mean, we all respect each other and have fun. I mean, yeah, we all have our little petty beefs with one another, but, you know, I mean, Phil and Mike got over their thing and, you know, they were talking and stuff. and. It's just, it's more laid back than I feel like in the States, everyone's a little bit better friends and it, it makes just being there a little bit more enjoyable. I think the biggest thing for you personally that came out of whatever turmoil you wanna say happened over these last few years, it seems like your prop, your popularity has skyrocketed. Like you are the underdog hero. You're like the guy sticking it to the man a little bit as far as that element goes. But then your, your real personality of like how happy-go-lucky you are is come out too like you've been really transparent with a lot of things like hey i was on this medicine this is what happened uh there were some mistakes on both sides and i think that allowed a lot more people to relate to you other than it's just another fast kid on a dirt bike yeah i mean i've always tried to be open ever since the first post i put out um you know i um i know they didn't like some of the things like when it was when it was really difficult to talk with them i was really open about it and i was like this is this sucks for me and I did an interview and they didn't like it and they told me and I kind of had to back it down a little bit on how open I was. Um, but that's just me. Like, I just, you know, I'm, a, I'm not a quiet guy, but I keep to myself a lot. But, you know, I try to be open if someone asks and I just, it's how it went. You know, it is what it is. When you're going through stuff like that where kind of backs against the wall a little bit, was it much easier now to go through all of that because you saw how much bigger your support system got? Even if it was just a fan that had something nice to say, that probably feels a lot better when you keep getting dealt bad news over and over and over again, or no news at all in their circumstances. You know, it's crazy. I didn't, I never had that many people like on social media and stuff come on and like hate on me. Like there was a few, like, which is fine. There's always gonna be that stuff. Um, but as far, like the amount of support that I had, you know, to take today for instance, I broke something on my bike and I went over to one of the teams and asked for, you know, just a used part and they brought me out a part and stuff and I asked them, I was like, well, what do I owe you guys? Like, I'm not just going to take this. And they're like, oh, 
put the mic up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, and they're like, yeah, no, you've been screwed over enough. Just just take the part and, you know, have a good I was like, you know, that's sick. Like, yeah. people, you know, they see the struggle and other people just want to help out and stuff, so it's awesome. I talked to Brock a little bit earlier today, and he says the same thing. You know, you guys are together every weekend. You guys all know what everybody's going through, what everybody's dealing with. You, There's a different level of personality here than it is maybe for other people at other jobs. So when you go through something like that, it seemed like the whole industry came out to support you instead of just like, no, 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 he's a cheater, or he's an idiot, he didn't do his paperwork. And that's probably gotta be big too because now all of these people that you view as friends, you're like, no, they really truly believe in what I'm doing. Yeah, 100%. And you know, it's honestly, I've met more people through it all. Um, obviously I would have liked to meet them a different way. <laughs> but, um, you know, like I know most of the team managers now, people who never really knew me, you know, I've, you know, I've talked you know, I've messaged Kristen a little bit, you know, telling him if he needs anything you can ask because I've kind of been down the road and stuff. And, you know, like I've made new th friends through it, and I don't really feel like I've lost any. So it's cool to see people not, you know, completely forget about me just because I was gone for two years and, you know, didn't get to race. Okay. Uh, the team that you race for in Canada, I, there was kind of some, are we going to do this? Or are we not? Are we going to do Ironman at all? Are you on your practice bike or are you on your real race bike? Um, they came to Indiana and I raced. So in Canada, we can have two bikes, like a spare and a race bike. Um, and I was on my spare bike at Unadilla, but they're from out west in BC. Um, and they needed, you know, they'd been on the road all summer and they were ready to get home. And so now I'm on my practice bike. I, I stole a couple parts, but basically bone stock. So, um, you know, we're just here to have fun, really. I'm not, I'm not super worried about, you know, how I do. The real focus is, you know, the supercrosses at the end of the year in Canada and, you know, trying to get back in the swing of things for January. So, uh, you know, like I said, we're just here to have fun. I don't really care that I'm on my practice bike. I think I'm just gonna do the best that I can. And if, I, if it's 30th, that's 30th, you know? Okay, so with that said, you obviously have a good relationship with them because they're cool enough to let you come out and do some stuff. You did Unadilla between the last, between Walton and the round prior to that, you're here now. Is the plan to go back to Canada in 2020 or is it, hey, now that I'm free, I'm coming back down here because this is where I want to be? I don't know yet. Um, as of right now, I, I don't really have anything for Canada next year. Um, I've already talked to some people for Supercross, obviously, and that's that's my goal right now. You know, I could raise Supercross and not raise outdoors next year and be perfectly okay with it. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Um, I have no idea. Um, if I have a good deal to go to Canada, like I said, I love it up there, I'd go. Um, if I don't get a deal, it's not the end of the world for me. I You know, my main focus right now is getting back on a Supercross track. When all of this happened, was there ever any point where you're just like, I'm done. Like, I'm not, I don't, I'll never race again. I don't even care. Or was it always like, no, I will be back here one day. <laughs> I was with Osby one day and I, I had just gotten a call from my lawyer and he was like, yeah, I can't get a hold of him. Like, you know, we hadn't talked to him in like almost two months, I think. I remember I pulled out my wallet, put my window down, we were driving across the bridge and I threw my AMA card out the window and I was like, I'm never going to need that again. And uh, I, I was just, I was over it, you yeah. know? And um, But that's fair. That's a, a, mo that's a normal reaction. I was just, I, I just remember that moment because I was with one of my good buddies and, you know, it was kind of dramatic. It was probably a little overly dramatic, but it's funny to look back on and be like, uh, yeah, I kind of need to get a new one now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, so, and it was hard to get a new one, actually. I had to, like, go through a process to get it because it, um, I couldn't get one when I was suspended. Like, they wouldn't renew my membership. Like, even at just the, hey, I want to be an AMA guy. Yeah, no, they wouldn't Nothing. do it. Nothing. 
So um, it was it was funny, and it was it was cool that when I called and we're talking to like the, ent- the entry guy and like the people who get your pro license and stuff, they're all like, "Hey, man, it's good to see that you're gonna get to race again." Like everyone was super happy. Everyone loved my like. I think I had like three AMA people take a picture of my butt patch at Unadilla. Yeah, the Unadilla butt patch was good. Where did that come from? Um, my uh, our, one of our one of our gear designers um, is a good friend of mine, and we were. Uh, trying to come up with something funny we had like get out of jail free cards and a bunch of different little slogans and stuff um and you know osby he he killed it um a long time ago i got sponsored by rhino power and i had put up a post about about some of their products and osby put a comment he's like what are you drinking and it it just stuck in my head and i everyone's been kind of making you know little dabs off of it ever since Okay, to come to the point that you did where your career is in flux and everything, does that change your appreciation of what you get to do tomorrow now? Like, do you get to enjoy every moment more because maybe it's not the same pressure that it was? This is almost like, yeah, I'm just rebuilding now, and then it'll be more pressure later on when I need to get back to that point. Or is it still like, no, this is serious. i got to do everything I can right now. I mean, I'm definitely doing everything that I can. Um, but I definitely understand that I'm, I don't really feel like I was where or I am where I was when I first left. You know, if I wouldn't have raced Unadilla, tomorrow would be three years exactly since my last national in the U.S. Like three years is a long time to not race a U.S. national. Um, so I obviously know that there's things I need to work on and get better at before I'm back at 100 um, percent. Everyone kind of is like, oh, where do you think you're going to fit in when you get back to Supercross? And it's like, well, I'm probably going to be behind where I want to be. So I know I have work to do and, you know, just to get comfortable again. And, you know, like I said, the intensity is way higher and I have to kind of work my way back into that because that's not something that you just get overnight. Um, But, yeah, I appreciate it way more now. Um, I feel like I have a lot more fun. I remember when I first started riding, uh after my shoulder surgery and I took like a couple months off I didn't know if I was going to race I just I had a bike and I just went down to club and I just rode for like a week by myself and I was like I don't remember the last time that I just rode for fun because I can and just enjoyed you know through whips like didn't do motos like just went out and rode and had fun and I just kind of when I'm having bad days I try to think about that because a lot of the times when we're motoing or we're racing it's like it just gets monotonous. Some, some, that word, but said differently because I didn't know how to say it. Monotonous. That. There we go. Correct. Here we go. Um, um, so it, you know, I just I try to uh, just have more fun with it because when I'm having fun, I feel like I ride better. There's a lot of guys that say when they have time off with injury and they still watch the races, they get to see different things. They learn different technique because they're not worried about themselves anymore. They're getting actually to watch their competitors. You're not watching yourself on film. You're watching five other guys. Have you learned more now? Like, have you seen where your riding style maybe even changed? It was cool to go to, go to the Supercrosses and watch the A practices and not be so stressed out about trying to jump jumps and just being able to have fun and watch and seeing like cool little things like oh he's hopping around here doing something cool here that was cool to see but as far as like learning and stuff it's hard to learn when you're at the races because everyone's just full send i i learn a lot like when i train kids and stuff like i see different ways kids do things and even if they're doing it wrong you'd be like wow that's kind of cool that kind of worked and then you try it one day and you're like huh that's 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 magical um 
so it's you know those little things I, I learn a lot you know when I'm working with kids and stuff just seeing different way different people do stuff um, but I did I had fun being able to go to the races and just kind of take notes the, that's one cool thing that I've noticed in these last really two or three years guys that are actively racing are doing the coaching thing when they have time instead of waiting until they retire and then putting their full focus on it because you need to supplement that income every way you can uh, if somebody wanted to get like a hold of you to do your classes, like, are you full or is it a pretty easy thing for them to have you teach their kid? I mean, I do some stuff when I'm in Arizona. Um, you know, the local track kind of, I kind of just became best friends with the people at the local track as soon as Which I got there. local track is that? Uh, MC Moto Park. Um, and, you know, they they have kids sometimes that ask for lessons and when they ask, I do them. It's, it's not like something I'm like always like pounding on my Instagram like hey you know I'm, I want to do some classes with kids like if someone wants to work with me I will um, you know people just DM me and ask me and then I come and do it like it's, I do it more or less for fun and just to help because I enjoy it um, not because I have to hey SWAT Moto listeners this is Zach Osborne rider for the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna factory racing team I love my FC 450 race bike but I also love the FC 350 it has the handling of a 250 and the power of a 450 making it the perfect bike for both professional and amateur riders. Right now, Husqvarna Motorcycles is giving Swap Moto listeners 1,500 reasons to get a brand new FC350. Hurry into your local authorized Husqvarna Motorcycles dealer to find out more on the limited time offers available to get you on the track today. For over six decades, Scott Motorsports has pushed the limits of innovation, providing our customers with the most advanced technology available. Scott is honored to be the exclusive eyewear sponsor of the Swap Moto Live podcast. Athletes such as Chad Reed, Justin Barja, and myself, Adam Cientrillo, require the best performance, which is why we choose the Scott Prospect Goggle. Recognized as the number one goggle in racing, Scott is proud to be made in the USA. Check out scott-sports.com to see their complete line of high-performance goggles. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome so yeah you're ready to get serious about training on a cross country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails or if you want to go a bit further longer and faster they they just brought out a new taser e-bike which is uh, yeah everyone's given the double thumbs up on so head down to your local intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at intensecycles.com check it out guys what's up this is christian craig as a motocross racer being in top physical shape is a must and my favorite way to train is cycling and whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck 
is mention the show and tell them you want the Action Sports Special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Writers like Justin Cooper, Don Ferrandis, Eli Tomac, Adam Entingnap, Josh Hansen, and more partner with Works Chassis Lab for engine mounts and other special parts to add comfort to and enhance the handling characteristics of their bikes. With championships and race wins to prove it, Works Chassis Lab Parts provides the winning edge. Visit WorksChassisLab.com for more information. Okay, so then you've gone through that. I noticed that when I was looking through the AMA roster. Arizona's the new address? Is that yeah. where you're living at now? Oh, yeah. Why? Uh, my Why wife got stationed there. Stationed so she, as in? She's in the Air Force, so. Oh, oh yeah. so you could Big be like time. Okinawa Supercross champion soon, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, no, it's it's different for me because I've lived, you know, at club for five years, and then I lived in Georgia for two years before that. So it was uh, a big change for me to not be at a track and not be training for 24-7. But it's kind of nice, too. I have a house, like, that has nothing to do with dirt bikes. Like, you know, it's kind of nice to get away. Um, I miss my friends from club, you know, living with all your best friends. You know, Duff, Brayton. Duff, Brayton, Josh. All those guys, like, I mean, you just live with all your moto buddies and, you know, you, you're bored sitting on the couch, you just walk next door and you got, like, five people to hang out with. Uh, so that's what I miss about being down there, but um, as far as Arizona, it's good. Um, starting to figure out the places to ride, trying to take notes from Blos, the desert guy. I've only hit two cactuses so far since I've been there, so okay, <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a thing. So... Um, and I didn't think it was until I hit one, and they hurt, and they take forever to heal. Um, okay, I didn't know about the wife being in the Air Force thing. That's a totally different thing than I think a lot of people understand because, and this is not to, you know, talk negative about anything, but most of the time, if there's a wife and a rider relationship, the guy is the focus. She totally has her own deal that she's totally separate from, uh, and it takes a lot of discipline for her to do what she does. How cool is that for you to be with someone that's equally dedicated to what they do and is just as serious? It's 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 big for both of us. It sucks because she can't come to as many races as we'd like, um, which is hard because I come to the races and all my friends have their girlfriends, their wives here. You know that that sucks. I'm just that third wheel all the time. But um, she works really hard. She really enjoys what she does. Um, you know she's. Uh, probably going to get deployed here sometime soon so that'll be different but uh you know she she just works hard and i you know i can't really complain about that you know we lived together for two years um she lived with me at club so she's been a big part of the whole moto scene she knows what it's all about she knows what it takes so honestly when i'm not working hard enough i'm usually hearing it from her so um it's it's good it just it sucks being away so much like i haven't been home in a month and a half so you know that's the worst part but it's kind of the way it goes and she understands it which is nice uh who is more physically fit you or your chick <laughs> you know she definitely works harder in the gym than i do she crush her she lives in the gym when she's not working um but i would take the crown on the physically fit thing and she would she would not disown that yeah, but she probably has that like black ops like secret oh, yeah. training. She's gnarly. Yeah. She just her she just got out of the hospital. She she had a, her appendix removed and she literally yelled at me for wanting to come home to be in the hospital with her. Uh, and she's like, "What? You're just going to sit here 
while I lay in this bed, you have to go race Ironman. You've waited two years to race. Like, you're not going to come home just because I'm sick. So <laughs> it's she, uh, she definitely kicks me in the ass when I need it because she's gnarlier than I am. Um, it's got to be cool to see your significant other be so dedicated to something too and like see that they really care about something instead of it just being a hobby like it's a job that takes their full effort at all times all the time yeah and she does and she loves it and she she has good friends that she works with that i became friends with too which is cool because you know i wasn't totally supportive of the idea like she she joined when we before we were engaged or anything and um i i wasn't i wasn't totally supportive of the idea and you know what it's worked out she loves it you know it works out for us you know we got you know our own house together now and stuff so i can't really complain um you know like i said she loves it so that's really all that matters to me if she was in some crappy job that she hated and was miserable all the time it would be harder on both of us yeah okay tomorrow uh you're gonna race looks like we're, we're on the back of your dad's truck so it looks like he pulled the trailer down um how cool is it to, to come back and do this, you know, work on your bike on Friday night with your dad and you have a mechanic it looks like. Like you have like a cool little inner circle that it's it's a fun easing back into this before it gets like, okay, hey, we have to be serious next year. It's good. I have my old mechanic that worked for me for two years in Supercross. Um, so we've been together a long time. He doesn't live far from here, so he came down and helped me out. Um, and, yeah, I've been at my dad's house this summer kind of traveling from there. It was just easier with the Canadian series, and uh, he, if it wasn't for my dad, I wouldn't be here. You know, he, he, it was his lawyer that basically did everything. Like, he made all the calls to the AMA, you know. Him and Dingman are like buddies now because they talk so much on the phone. Um, you know, if it wasn't for my dad, I wouldn't be here. Um, and sometimes I take that for granted because he did a lot. So, and he, he wanted, um, I was just going to come in my pickup truck and, you know, I gave, uh, this is my trailer from when I was an amateur and now it's my brother's. Um, and we brought the trailer and, you know, we did the whole, the whole nine yards and stuff. So it's cool to be here and, you know, to have everyone be a part of it. My grandparents are going to come tomorrow and hang out. So it, uh, it's a good time. All right. We'll, uh, we'll wrap this up. I'm glad I got to hang out with you. I know that you were at Unadell and we joked a little bit and you had some, Canadian slang that you were dropping on people on the starting line, and that was hilarious because even <laughs> Dean picked it up of his Canadian, you know, years. And I, I thought it was great. It was everybody seems pumped to see you, and I know that I've wanted to catch up with you for a bit, and we've been busy. So, last question: What about this is still fun? Like, what about it when you roll down to the starting line or you get geared up tomorrow? Like, what about this is so in, entertaining as a guy still? Because I think a lot of guys get to the point where they're just like. Ugh. It's another part of the job. Like, it's another gate drop. It's another monotonous thing. But there has to be something fun that when you roll down into the starting line, you're like, yeah, this is sick. My favorite part about racing is, like, just trying to find different ways to be better than other people. Like, there's obviously times when, you're like, you struggle and you just, you know, you're hating being out there. But, like, you know, hopping bumps, doing different things, you know, trying to find better lines than everybody else. I just love that. Like, when I was at club, and you know me and the boys would be moto and the, the best part was when you're like ah i got this line i was way better than you here um and that's you know i just that's something that just keeps it fun you know obviously you want the best results and you know that stuff makes you happy but um you know just finding the little things in moto that really make a difference is is really the best part 
Hey, thanks, buddy. I'm glad hey. I got to talk to you. Thanks for it's doing about this. It's about time. I was concerned. It's about time. I was concerned. You know. I want to come to Montreal. I think if I keep talking about it and talking about it and talking about it, somebody will send me. Oh, I'm in for Montreal. That's I, that's what I'm, I mean. I'm I want to come now. to Montreal. I want to come see. I want to see Galdi and all these goofball Canadians that uh, I've heard so much about and seen just in little fractions at the Toronto Supercross. I want to see them in their element. Oh, it's Montreal Supercrosses. I've, I've okay. I've never actually been, but Montreal is an awesome city. So. It's, it's probably going to be a good time. Is it weird? I, I, we're going to spin off on a whole other thing. <laughs> uh, toonies and loonies and all that stuff. Like, is it weird to have a pocket full of change of one thing and a pocket full of change that's another currency? So here's a funny story. I have, like, my own – I have, like, a debit card for when I'm up there, like, because I was up there so long I got a bank account. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I'm in Canada, I just use that card. At Unadilla, I went to pay for dinner, pulled out my Canadian card because I was so used to being at races – in Canada that, you know, I never do that, but I was just used to being in Canada at races and I was at an American race for once and I had to pull out the other credit card. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's yeah, okay. That's an okay thing. It's just funny. The, tra- the exchange rate's a little, uh, and you yeah, get hit with that debit exchange, yeah. that fee, but, but yeah. that's fine. Yeah, it's no big deal. Thanks, dude. Hey, thank you. We put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet.